At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Oh, it's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VSEN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. It is Point Spread Saturday, Rivalry Week edition. Femi Abebefe alongside Amal Shah here as we get you set for Rivalry Week here in college football. Make sure to tweet at the show, at VEASAN Live, at Amal Shah 1 is where you can find Amal on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter, at Femi Abebefe. We always like to hear from you guys, hear what you're on in this college football slate because we got a great show coming up over the next couple hours here. Mark Zinno, our SEC correspondent, joining us at 6.30 Pacific time. Talk all things about the conference that just means more, plus the Iron Bowl taking place down there at Jordan-Hare Stadium between the Crimson Tide and the Tigers. Our pick segment, 6.15, seven of them between the two of us. You'll want to see who we're on. I think we're going head-to-head and a couple of them. We'll have to break that down later on in the second hour. Then a little game of market check at 545 we dip into the college football playoff odds who can make their case and where's the value and possible teams that are sitting outside the top four who can leap into that national semifinal and then 515 in about 15 minutes Amal's A-list teams that need wins like they need air to breathe we break all of that down and I say all this to say Amal welcome Rivalry week. What happened to the college football season? We just blew right by, and here we are, final week of the regular season. I, I tell you what, it's so depressing. I mean, I'm a huge college football guy, and the fact that it's already over, you had to already start <laughs> the countdown clock to spring football and everything like that. You know, so many teams right now, 
You know, Florida's a team we'll get into a little bit later on. I know they don't want to win this game because they don't want 15 additional practices and go to a bowl game. Let's go home for Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, it's a factor. Make no mistake about it, but there's a lot of teams with a ton of play for. Obviously, to me, obviously, everyone's pointing to the Michigan-Ohio State game, but I actually think the best game of the day is going to be in Stillwater between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. I can't wait for Bedlam tonight. That's going to be an unbelievable game. Yeah, Bedlam is going to be awesome. 4.30 is the kickoff right now. Four and a half point spread. The Cowboys are the favorites down there at Stillwater. If Oklahoma State wins, of course, that means Baylor with a victory will then go to the Big 12 title game. If Oklahoma wins, we'll do Bedlam again, this time in Jerry World next Saturday. But let's start with that big game. The game is what they call it. Amal, you're from those neck of the woods out there in Columbus. Ohio State grad, but he's not biased. I'll give him that credit. He is not a crazy Buckeye nut fan, uh, as his Buckeyes are seven-point favorites in Ann Arbor, taking on the Michigan Wolverines. 64-and-a-half is the total. This game kicks off at 9 p.m., or rather 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 noon Eastern time. Maul, what are your first thoughts in this game that will decide the Big Ten East? You know, I think one thing that nobody's really discussing, I think is a concern for me just watching it from a Buckeye perspective, is can C.J. Stroud handle playing in 27-degree weather? It's going to be snow flurries around kickoff. The flurries won't matter. Actually, if it snows, it's better because it'll be a little bit warmer. Mm -hmm. But here's a kid from Inland Empire down in Southern California does it become a factor? You know, Justin Fields, people would say, well, he's from Georgia. If you've ever lived in the state of Georgia in, in the Atlanta area, it, it gets, gets cold. cold. Absolutely. Gets cold. You know, you can have some frosty conditions. But can he deal with that? If he can deal with that, the receivers, I was at the game two years ago, and it was cold, but they had no problem. Garrett Wilson and uh, Chris Olave catching the football. And those, that's, a, that's a Texas guy and a Southern California kid. So if they can handle that, they'll be fine. The one thing I'm going to tell you right now, I think the Buckeyes – are going to have a huge play in the screen game today. Remember the first week of the season we saw the screen pass to Travion Henderson? Yep. It's been pretty much hidden in the garage for the next 10 weeks after that. They've thrown a screen here or there, but watch for Travion Henderson. I think he's going to have a big day. And the one thing everyone keeps talking about is, can Michigan's pass, uh, pass rush get home? Yes, they possibly can, but Ohio State has played against some good pass rushing teams in Penn State and even Michigan State. Now, we know the back seven of Michigan State's weak, but the thing is this. Nobody's talking about the fact that that domination against Michigan State was through the air. They still have the Ferrari ready to come out of the garage. I yeah. mean, Travion Henderson is a beast, and he's one of these guys that gets stronger and tougher to tackle as the game progresses. Can Michigan do that? On the flip side, if you look at Ohio State defensively, a strength position is against the run. Number 11 in the country in college football against the run. Michigan's strength is running the football with Blake Corum. How effective can they be on the ground? And then when the chips are down, can Cade McNamara deliver? Remember they lost Ronnie Bell in that game against Western Michigan earlier in the year with the Mm -hmm. torn ACL? I think this is a game where you could see that have an impact. Denzel Burke between Michigan's receivers and the Ohio State secondary would be the best player on the field, even though he's only a freshman. Um, I, I don't know if Michigan can win this game if they're going to have to do it throwing the ball. I think if you're the Wolverines to win this game, there's two things they're going to need, to be plus two in the turnover category, and then they've got to get off the field on anything that's third and seven or more. They can't allow Ohio State to have big plays in those situations. If they can do that, they've got a great chance. And I heard Bob Stoops make this comment. I think he's right. He goes, if you're Michigan, like Michigan State should have, he goes, take the football first. He goes, yeah. you got to go down and set, set a tone. you got to be able to score. Because if Ohio State gets the ball first and they go right down the field. Here we go again. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and just kind of final point is think about this last two games. Remember last year, obviously, there was no game. But in the two previous times, 2018-2019, the Buckeyes scored 100 
118 points on Michigan. So I get they got a new defensive coordinator, but let's see if the results are different. Yeah, it's going to be a fascinating game. The market has moved in favor of Michigan. We saw this one. It opened six, got as high as eight and a half, I believe. Now we've seen some of that buyback on the Wolverines. Do you agree with that, thinking that this is kind of going to be hovering around a touchdown type of game? Or do you think that this is just people automatically taking the points, even though it might be blind, and maybe Ohio State can outperform market expectations like they have been able to do in this rivalry as of late. I, I think this game, the points aren't going to matter. I think either the Buckeyes win by 10-plus or Michigan wins outright. Okay. Uh, I, I just don't feel like it's going to come down to one score. If Michigan is in the game, it's going to put game pressure on Ohio State. And outside of the Oregon game, I can't think of a game where Ohio State and Nebraska, they had the lead, but they were playing from out in front. Mm-hmm. They haven't had much game pressure on them. And I think that's the difference. I think Michigan can benefit from the fact that they've been in some more games than Ohio State has. That could be beneficial for them. But, look, this is the perfect storm for Jim Harbaugh. Think about all the failures he's had in the past. 0-5 would have been 0-6. Had I don't they have that much time, Amal. Well, fair enough. <laughs> would have been 0-6 had they played last year. But if he wins this game, I'm going to tell you right now, the game next weekend against Wisconsin takes on twice as much importance as it does beating Ohio State this weekend because you've got a great shot to walk right into the college football playoff. And every single error of the past is just absolutely swept under the rug. They're oh, yeah. looking at giving them a 10-year extension. And by the way, kudos to the Big Ten East for re-signing 5-7 uh, and seven Mr. Uh, Mel Tucker in the future. And, of course, James Franklin will make sure we'll be going to the Outback Bowl or whatever the hell the bowl in Orlando is called this year. I- I'm going to tell you, as a Buckeye fan, it's the- this is the greatest news I've ever heard. This is like trying to prop up some three-star quarterback like he's the next coming. <laughs> I texted them all when James Franklin signed his contract earlier this week saying, Jimmy Sexton does it again. And you, you didn't know initially what the news no, is about. Know, yeah. And I wish I could have seen your reaction when I texted you that it was Franklin signing that extension there at Penn State. But I digress. We'll get to that game in just a bit here. The over in this game, 64 and a half. The last seven games in this series has gone over the total. Do you see this being a higher scoring game, or do you think the snow flurries and the weather might make this a little bit more of a compressed kind of scoring type of outfit? You know, just based on the way the game was two years two years ago, similar conditions, uh, I don't think the weather's going to be that much of a factor from an offensive perspective if – they can handle the coal. And I'm just only really pointing at one player, which is C.J. Stroud. Because Mm -hmm. when they played in Columbus uh, last week against Michigan State, it was about 39 at kickoff. This is going to be, I think, 27 around kickoff. I get it's not that much of a difference when you say 12 degrees. It depends on your perspective. It's below freezing. It it is, but... um, the big thing is if he's okay initially, it, it doesn't bother him. I think the Buckeyes will be just fine. Um, I, I'm going to tell you, I think, Femi, they're going to have a lot of quick releases. That he's going to get rid of the ball quickly. You're not going to allow this defensive front, especially Hutchinson and uh, the other gentleman name eludes me right now from Michigan off the edge. But, you know, the other thing is, remember, the Ohio State offensive line is up for the Joe Moore Award. They've got four tackles playing on that line. I mean, this is uh, Nicholas petit Ferrer who blocks the blind side for C.J. Stroud as a potential first-round pick. So it's not like there's chopped liver on the offensive line for the Buckeyes. This should be a fun matchup. But I have a feeling this is a game you're going to get a sense of how it's going to play out fairly quickly yeah no I think this is one that's early on we're going to be able to tell it's like all right either here we go again or settle in we're in for a heck of a game that's going to take place down there in Ann Arbor Michigan of note 6 and 19 ATS in their last 25 games against top 10 teams that goes to what the hardball era has been where it's been kind of unfulfilled expectations after starting off the year strong, rather his tenure strong in 2016, in particular when they had a chance to get to the playoff, but then they lost that double overtime game in Columbus. C.J. Stroud, though, he can further cement himself in the Heisman race. We'll talk about Heisman later on in the show, a little bit of market check 
terms of Heisman futures, it's pretty much down to two guys between C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. You mentioned that you think Bedlam might be the game of the day, and we got about a couple minutes here to break it down. We'll obviously break it down in more depth later on in the show, but Oklahoma taking on Oklahoma State in Stillwater right now. The Cowboys are favored in this one. The total is very low, 49.5 Oklahoma State right now, 4.5-point favorites. What do you think about this matchup between the Sooners and the Cowboys out there in Stillwater? Yeah, I, I liked Oklahoma State at 3.5 when it was there earlier in the week. I took that myself, but now up to 4.5, I wouldn't play this. I This, to me, feels like a 3-4 to four point game all the way through. Mm-hmm. Even the 3.5 I thought was kind of a bad take on number. Uh, but I like this game under the total. Uh, I also took this one at 51.5. It's come down to 49.5. I would still take this thing to 48. Look, the Oklahoma State offense has gotten better. Spencer Sanders can move the ball at times, but is inconsistent. You know, I'm glad the uh, kind of the the air has come out of the balloon for Caleb Williams and people have come back to reality. He's I not mean, a Heisman contender anymore. I said it from day one. He's not. Just because you beat up on Texas doesn't mean anything. When KU's putting up points on Texas, that tells you all you need to know. But the bigger question is, can Oklahoma run the football with Kennedy Brooks and Eric Gray? That's the problem for the Sooner team. I think the fact that they lost Creed Humphrey from that offensive line last year was overlooked for what Boomer Sooner could do offensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is Alex Grinch's defense has played well uh, throughout the course of the season. They've been very good, and they've, progr- uh, they've gotten progressively better as the season has gone on. I think this is going to be a fantastic matchup. Normally speaking, in Bedlam, weather can be a factor. Surprisingly, it's going to be warm tonight in Stillwater, low 50s, which is a beautiful temperature for that time of the year in that part of the country. So I think it should be a great game. Whichever team can limit the turnovers, particularly Oklahoma with the interceptions. If they can do that, they got a great chance to set up a rematch in Jerry World next week. But if Oklahoma State wins this game, you bring bring back in Baylor, got a shot to get to the college football playoff. So a lot to play for. And my issue is that Ohio State-Michigan, yes, it's 2 versus 5 but because the name, it gets a lot of hype. But I think from a competitive standpoint, this is unbelievable. The betting market thinks so as well. Yeah. Four and a half points right now is the spread. You mentioned the Baylor game. Oklahoma will know prior to kickoff whether if a win or a loss gets them into the Big 12 title game. Fascinating stuff indeed. We'll break this game down in more depth on the other side with Amal's A-List Rivalry Week edition here at College Football. Point spread Saturday rolling along here on VCD Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. The new episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod features analysis of the Kentucky Derby Future Wager with Horse Racing Nation's Mark Midland. Trainer Brian Lynch discusses his two-year-old Derby prospect Classic Causeway in this Saturday's Kentucky Jockey Club Stakes at Churchill Downs. Las Vegas handicapper Richard Eng offers his picks for graded stakes today. Subscribe free at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher to hear the podcast a day early or download it now decent.com slash podcast the Ron flatter racing pod is sponsored by first bet point spread saturday rolling along here from the vcin studios at the south point hotel and casino femi abebefe alongside amal shah rivalry week in college football is here we were discussing during the break here about those in-state rivalries oklahoma oklahoma state is where we left off last yeah. segment there and just how much hatred there is when the cities aren't that very far apart and with this game with the cowboys and sooners as you mentioned as we get to Amal's A-list, both of these teams, rather not both of them, but Oklahoma in particular, really needs this game like blood because if they lose, they open the door right there for Baylor to go ahead and go to the Big 12 title game. Absolutely. This is a must-win game for Boomer Sooner. Great opportunity. Look, nobody's talking about them for the college football playoff, Femi. They still got a shot. This yeah. team has played well enough. They had the one loss, obviously. But outside of that, this team's got a real chance. And I'll tell you what, it's been a while since Bedlam meant this much. Uh, Oklahoma State controls their own destiny. This is a team that you talk about. We talk about Wisconsin and Georgia, and rightfully so. Number four against the run in college football. These guys can really shut down the run, so I think they've got a great chance in this game, and I think they've got a better chance of getting an interception against that Oklahoma passing game than, say, yeah. Oklahoma does against Spencer Sanders and company. So this should be a great matchup. Uh, I think this is going to be the one where whoever makes the fewest mistakes, whether it be a penalty, uh, a turnover at a critical time, just those types of things are going to be so crucial in this game. This is going to be a terrific matchup, and unlike the Michigan-Ohio State game in which – 
Ohio State has dominated the last two decades. I know Oklahoma's obviously been the obviously the bigger program and more successful one. Mm-hmm. But Oklahoma State, you got to like your chances. And the best part about this is if you win this game, number one, you prevent OU from getting uh, to uh, – obviously, I don't think Baylor's going to lose to Texas Tech at home. Yeah, I think it's pretty safe that yeah. they'll win that game. But Oklahoma from getting to the Big 12 title game, which they need to get. And then also you knocked them out of the college football playoff. And if you're Mike Gundy, even though it's a rematch against Baylor – I think this team is playing better now than they were when they played Baylor at home in Stillwater about six weeks ago. Yeah, it's a massive game here. The Cowboys have covered nine straight games. Wow. After starting the year 0-2 against the spread. OU, though, 7-1 run at T. Boone's uh, Pickens Stadium there in Stillwater. So they've been comfortable in that place, or at least they've outperformed market expectations. But like we mentioned, can't overstate how big this game is in terms of the Big 12 title implications and as well as college football playoff implications there with the OU and Oklahoma State very much alive in this thing. Now, if Oklahoma State loses, they're no longer alive, but the winner of this will be in pretty decent shape at least to get to that Final Four. You're absolutely right because if Oklahoma wins this game, think about it, you're going to have a win against a top 10 opponent in Bedlam. And, you know, we were talking about the rivalry during the commercial break. Oklahoma and Oklahoma, uh, excuse me, OU and Oklahoma State are only 80 miles apart. I mean, so Mm -hmm. this is, you get a sense of what it's going to be. It's going to be a lot of fun to see tonight. Another team on your A-list, or rather two teams playing in, I think they're calling it the Timber Bowl now. It's no longer the Civil War. War. It's the Timber Bowl down there in the Willamette Valley in Oregon, taking on Oregon State. The game is in Eugene. Fantastic atmosphere at Austin Stadium for this game every single year. The Ducks right now, seven-point favorites with a total of 60-and-a-half. But I'm seeing some places around town, six-and-a-half at Caesars and at Westgate. So the Beavers are getting bet in this matchup. And this is another interesting game for the Pac-12 North. If Oregon State wins, Washington State would get to go to the Pac-12 title game. But both these teams, though, in particular, really, really want this game. Yeah, absolutely right. Oregon State winning this game last year, coming from behind in Corvallis, they did a tremendous job. The question in this matchup is, can you slow down the most underrated running back in college football? And that is B.J. Baylor. Nobody talks about him and the job he's done for this team this year. He has been tremendous for Jonathan Schmidt. And by the way, excuse me, Jonathan Smith, if you are a co- if you're an athletic director, why are you not looking at Jonathan Smith as your next head coach? Husky University should. of Washington. That's exactly <laughs> right. I mean, this is a huge game. Oregon obviously lost a lot in that game in Salt Lake City with the college football playoff appearing to be almost a certainty out of the picture, but still a chance to get to the Pac-12 and avenge that loss against Utah. But if you don't take care of business against a team like Oregon State who continuously gets undervalued and underrated, Femi, I like the points here in this one. I think Oregon's one weakness, and it's been the problem all year long, and I don't get it. They've got talent everywhere. Anthony Brown, the one weak link for this team. I always say, if you got to bring in a Boston College transfer to be your starting quarterback, you got a problem in your program <laughs> in terms of quarterbacks, and that's the situation right now with Oregon. Let's see if they can get on track. I think the I think the Ducks win this game, but I yeah. I feel like this is a three four type of uh, point victory over Oregon State. I think the difference is going to be Oregon State running the ball, and can they keep this Oregon offense off the field? Now, the question I have to ask you is that was last week sort of the dream crusher loss for Oregon because. Obviously, they can still win the Pac-12. They can still win the Rose Bowl, which is a very, very big deal for a Pac-12 program. But they've won the Pac-12 before. They've won it two straight years. They've been to the Rose Bowls. They've been to all that stuff. Their sights were obviously set. Kayvon Thibodeau's sights were set on going to a college football playoff. Now that that's no longer in play, do you think there's kind of like the obvious letdown of, wow, like we really can't do it after we got our tails kicked by Utah a week ago, and then maybe Oregon State, who's obviously motivated to win this game, and they always are, they're kind of the little brother in this rivalry. Does that play a factor into how we see 
the Ducks play this game on the field. I, I think that's an excellent point. You know, I think where you're coming from uh, in terms of the Rose Bowl, I think that matters to someone like yourself who grew up in the Seattle area where going to the Rose Bowl was important for you. Same, same thing for me, going, growing up in Big Ten country, being a Buckeye. It's go, about going to the Rose Bowl. But now in the last uh, decade, it's about the college football playoff. And I think for a lot of these players, there's going to be a tremendous amount of disappointment. I get it's a rivalry and you'll get up for the game once it kicks off. But is your preparation the same as it would have been had you beaten Utah? Yeah. And I think that's an excellent point in this matchup. It remains to be seen. Yeah, that's the one that uh, we'll see how it unfolds. Like we said, it's rivalry game. There's still the Pac-12 title to win. There's still the potential Rose Bowl to win. But when you had your sights set on the college football playoff like Oregon did, it's tough to kind of bounce back from that one. But the Ducks, important to note, one in five against the spread at home this season. We'll see if they can get a win and maybe even cover the number there at Autzen Stadium. Wake Forest is another team that made Amal's A-list as they're taking on Boston College right now. Wake Forest, five-and-a-half-point favorites in that game. Why do you believe Wake needs this one? Like, they need air to breathe, Amal. Because Wake Forest needs to win this game to be the representative in terms of the ACC uh, division. Uh, what are they in the, uh, the Atlantic, in the, I believe. Atlantic, okay, yeah. Uh, to be able to play Pittsburgh. Remember, it was NC State with an incredible comfort-behind victory against North Carolina last night, down uh, nine points with about a buck and a half to go. They get an onside kick, and they go down and score and win the game against North Carolina, a game that uh, many people are asking, how is Mac Brown not getting the boot out of Chapel Hill for? Uh, this is an important game. I'm going to tell you, this is not going to be as easy of a game, Femi, because of the Wake Forest defense. We know Sam Hartman and company will be able to move the ball. But if you're BC, and by the way, Jeff Halfley, tell your OC and tell Phil Jerkovic to get the ball to Zay Flowers. This guy is about as good as anybody in college football in space, so hard to tackle. Should be a high-scoring game up at Chestnut Hill. But I think BC's got a chance in this one if Wake Forest is a little bit sloppy offensively. Yeah, Wake Forest right now this season, 5-6 and six against the spread, 9-2 and two straight up. They're 2-8 and eight ATS in their last 10 games as a road favorite of 7 points or less. So they haven't been able to really meet those market expectations. But you mentioned it could be a three-way tiebreaker by the end of the day in yep. that Atlantic division with Clemson, NC State, and Wake Forest. The winner, whoever comes out of that, of course, will take on Pitt next week in the ACC title game. Another team that's on your Amal's A-list, Florida Gators. Three-point favorites against the Florida State Seminoles. This game used to mean so much. And here we are in this game. Two teams irrelevant out there in the state of Florida. But why is Florida on your list? Well, because I'm afraid if they win this football game, they're going to have to go to bowl practice, and they don't want to. This is a game where you got to be cautious when you take a look at one of these teams who's got five wins. I can tell you right now, the Gators have no interest in going to a bowl game. Yeah. This t this is going to be a game. We'll see how engaged they are. They'll get up for it a little bit. There'll be a few uh, uh, personal foul penalties in the first quarter of this one. And mm -hmm. then Florida State, I think the difference will be Jordan Travis in this game. I, I think they'll eventually pull away in this matchup. The question mark for me with Florida is, are we going to see Anthony Richardson? Or are they going to stick with Emory Jones? You know, Dan Mullins from the Urban Meyer School, and I appreciate the loyalty that they have to certain players, but sometimes they're stubborn and steadfast in their position of playing certain guys, and they should move on from it. And I, I thought Emory Jones is a guy – you know what? You can get him in in certain spots, but Anthony Richardson's your future at Florida. Yeah. And he should have been the guy playing more snaps. And this team has absolutely pulled the University of Texas. They're fortunate Texas pulled a Texas. Otherwise, we'd been <laughs> talking about the Gators since that halftime uh, debacle near the end of the first half against Georgia and Jacksonville. Yeah. This team has absolutely hit the skids. I don't see them getting it turned around. I can't believe the Gators are the favorite here. Will not be an overwhelming crowd at the Swamp. It's Thanksgiving weekend. Florida's 5-6. and six. Fans are not looking to get ripped off driving into Gainesville. Yeah, no, I mean, how is it still a question of 
Emory Jones or Anthony Richardson? We've been asking this question every single week of the season with the Florida Gators, and here we are, final week of the regular season, still asking, who are they going to play, Anthony Richardson or Emory Jones? It seems like it's kind of been just a mess down there in Gainesville. And that's kind of been indicative of what we've seen on the field. Yeah, and it's not like you can make the argument that Anthony Richardson doesn't give you the mobility that Emory Jones gives you, right? I mean, (laughs) he he can do it all. This kid's going to be a superstar. But I I think that's the problem right now with Florida. And they've got some issues also. They've got immense talent always defensively, but they never put it together. Yeah, they'll be also looking for a new head coach as Dan Mullen is out after last year, leading them to the SEC title game and almost knocking off Alabama, who ended up winning the national title. On the other side, the biggest movers and shakers in terms of line movement here this week in Rivalry Week's College Football Edition. Plus, bowl eligibility. Amal says Florida doesn't want to go, but who does? We break it down here on VCNB Sports Betting Network. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. The segment of Point Spread Saturday is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zit Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zit, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available at over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zin. So head on over to Zin.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Point spread Saturday. It's not addictive, but you like it. Rolling along here at the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe, Amal Shah, getting you ready for rivalry week in college football. The rivalry weekend's already underway, Amal. My Huskies lost in the Apple Cup, but that's where we'll leave that. As we go to the biggest line moves, these are obviously courtesy of Circa. They put the numbers out the Sunday prior to the week, and the line's obviously moving and shaking all throughout the week. And I want to start with South Carolina and Clemson. The SEC, ACC, there's a handful of these rivalries here, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Florida, Florida State. South Carolina and Clemson, an in-state rivalry, and the Gamecocks have been getting bet throughout the week. This line was as high as plus 14, South Carolina getting two touchdowns, now down to 11. I'm seeing some at 11 and a half here, but clearly some significant move there towards South Carolina. What do you make of this line move between the Gamecocks and the Tigers? I, I can see from the 14 why it came down, but this is a series that's been thoroughly dominated by Clemson. Now, remember, South Carolina bowl eligible already in Shane Beamer's first season there. Remains to be seen whether he'll stay there or if he'll wind up in Blacksburg, but that's a question that uh, will be seen later on. You know, the one problem, Femi, that I have in this matchup with this line move, and I think it's the wrong move, I don't get it. I don't think South Carolina is going to be able to score against this Clemson defense. I know Wake Forest put up some points, but some of that was garbage time. The game was already decided in favor of Clemson. This is still an elite defense, and when you look at this South Carolina team, they struggled to put up 21 against Auburn. Uh, Missouri moved the ball, put up 31 against them. I I just don't think – you know, we saw in a game against A&M that was in College Station, they lost by 30 points. This Clemson offense isn't that good, but I think they're still going to be able to move the ball against the South Carolina team. I like the uh, 
Tigers here to cover. Yeah, that's 11 and a half there. We haven't seen Clemson cover those types of numbers this season with DJ at quarterback. And the offensive line for Clemson, in my opinion, has just been just dreadful from what we've seen from that offensive unit with Tony Elliott, the offensive coordinator. The luster has kind of come off of him just a bit. Two years ago, he was talked about as a potential NFL head coach. Now nobody wants anything to do with him. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> but I thought this was the one concern you had when you look at this team. The, uh, they had four starters gone from the offensive line coming into the season. And that was my reason why I thought before the season started, Georgia was going to beat them. Because you can't – I get they talk – this drives me nuts in college football with programs like Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, maybe even Oregon or some – you know, Georgia, LSU. You can't just sit there and say you reload when you put a bunch of guys in the pros. It's not that simplistic. And, you know, granted, Alabama's probably the one that's done it better than anybody, obviously. Yeah. But, look, we're seeing this Clemson team this year, three losses – yeah, no, it's it's it goes to show that it, it takes every every program is going to have that dip down season, and it's been a disaster season for Clemson. But one win away and a Wake Forest loss from going back to their conference title game, absolutely. But you can't lose a generational quarterback and one of the greatest running backs in the history of the ACC and not have a drop off. Yeah, going from Deshaun Watson to Trevor Lawrence will make you a little bit of spoiled. Yeah, absolutely. Out there in Clemson, uh, we mentioned the Civil War. That's another game that has some pretty significant line moves. Started Oregon State plus nine, then went to six and a half as the Beavers were getting bet. Now that Oregon money has come in late in the week and has pushed it back up to eight and a half. It feels like the betting market, good two-way action, doesn't really know what to do with this game, but it should hover around seven is what we believe. Yeah, I got a number at seven here with the Beavers. I like Oregon State. I, I get why people might be taking Oregon here. A lot to play for for the Ducks, but I just think that Oregon State has done this all year long against every opponent, particularly at home. Arizona State, Washington, they've, sit, they've sat there and they've control the game by running the football. I think they'll be able to do that effectively in this game. I just don't think the Oregon ground game will necessarily slow them down to the point where you're concerned that Oregon State can't stay within the number. That's uh, that's how I see this one playing out. The mean green, as the folks try to get some green here at the end of this college football Saturday, the North Texas mean green opened plus 13 at Circa, down to plus 10, taking on the undefeated UTSA Roadrunners in this matchup here. What do you think about that one going on in Denton, Texas, North Texas action with uh, them taking on UTSA? Yeah, I think uh, North Texas might be a bit of fool's gold here. Now, I'm not going to lay 10 points with UTSA going up there, uh, but North Texas has won four in a row. These are wins over teams like uh, Southern Miss, who's got two wins on the season, Florida International, whose only win came against Long Island to open the season. They've lost 10 games in a row since then. Butch Davis is out. Remember, FIU put a job posting up on the Football Coaches Association <laughs> board on November 15th. They hadn't even let Butch Butch Davis know they're moving on. Uh, FIU is going to have more issues once you get to the offseason. You know, pe for people that don't know, this is a school located down in Miami. It's a big commuter school. They don't have the mm. resources, and Butch was kind of annoyed with the recruiting. I'm like, you lived in South Florida. You didn't know what you were stepping into here? Yeah, you, you worked there before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, no, it's uh, shenanigans going on down yeah. there. Old Dominion, they're getting bet. They're taking on Charlotte, the home team right now. Open minus six. Now I'm even seeing minus nine and a half at Circa there. So clearly Old Dominion is the side in this game as they take on the Charlotte 49ers. Yeah, this is a matchup that's going to be pretty interesting between these two teams. Charlotte's been, been on a bit of a skid. They've lost two in a row. They need this game for bowl eligibility, but so does ODU. Uh, this is a game that Charlotte uh, won a couple of years ago. They didn't play last year, but no, uh, no opinion on this game between the Monarchs and the 49ers. Stay away from spot here for me. So those are the biggest line moves that we've seen from Circa. Now let's get down to some of the teams that are on the precipice of bowl eligibility. Sure. We talked about the 15 extra practices, not be able to go home for Christmas. Well, there's four games that we have two teams, or rather teams, 
featuring them that are one win away from bowl eligibility. Florida State, Florida is one yeah. of them. Maryland Rutgers in the Big Ten. I know Greg Schiano, I know he wants to go bowling there, get those extra practices in as they chop wood in Piscataway. But what do you think about that matchup? Maryland and Rutgers winner going bowling, loser, goes home for the holidays. Yeah, uh, Maryland should win this game because their offense is better than Rutgers, but I'll tell you what, Rutgers could use the extra practice. This offense has been offensive the entire season. <laughs> you look at this team, they didn't even score against Penn State. Now look, that's that's a good Penn State defense, we know that, but Noah Vedrill has been horrendous at quarterback throughout the season for this uh, Rutgers team. Sometimes I wonder, if, I mean, when they recruit these players, have they never seen somebody that could throw the forward pass? I mean, you sit there, you watch Kansas State play against Texas. I mean, you can't throw. I mean, you got a Division One quarterback, you can't make a pass. And it's just the way you feel about Rutgers in this one. Mike Loxley, this is an important game for them. They've got an opportunity here to get to a bowl game. Look, they're without their big-time guy, Rakeem Jarrett. He had the injury earlier this year. That's been a big blow. But I think Maryland's got a chance here to go into Piscataway and get the win. Maryland right now, one-and-a-half-point favorites, total of 53. Now, how much of like, this bowl eligibility, I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week. We've talked about it already today about teams, some of them might not want to go bowling because of those extra practices. How much do you think that's baked into the line when you're factoring in, all right, this team really needs this game, but usually, as we say, must win means must not be very good. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you, but I, I don't think it's factored in the lines enough. I don't think a lot of people take a look at that into consideration. I, I was on a coach's show this week, and he said to me, you're absolutely right. He goes, there's a lot of teams that don't want to do it. I think it applies to places like Florida where they expect to go to a major bowl, a New Year's Six college football playoff type of scenario. I think for teams like Maryland Rutgers, yeah, you know, you're, not, you're happy to get that $1,000 swag bag if your coach does it right. <laughs> and th- so it'll be interesting to see. I think bowl eligibility – eligibility be important for one of these teams. I hope it's Maryland from a Big Ten perspective because I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you right now, unless Rutgers is just uh, winning the game on special teams, their offense is going to struggle against whatever opponent they face off against. Yeah, you hope they get to go to a fun bowl game here. Another game with that's bowl eligibility up for grabs. Middle Tennessee taking on Florida Atlantic right now. Florida Atlantic, three-and-a-half point favorites with a total of 50. Do you favor the home team in this spot, or would you maybe go with the road dog? You know what? I, I would favor the home team here. Middle Tennessee is a team that's been – competitive, but they're not consistent, and that's the big issue when you look at this team. Uh, I'm just not a big fan of what they're going to be able to do in this matchup on the road here. I'm going to go with FAU to win this game. So you like FAU to win it. You think Maryland can get get it over on Rutgers there. Florida, that's the one that you said they need the game, like they need air. The Gators could be a possible one there, and then obviously Old Dominion taking on Charlotte as the team's for bowl eligibility. My Huskies, they're not going bowl eligibility at all. Well, they don't have to worry about going into the Apple Cup. It's just terrible. We've got a minute left, and we can can advance about this Apple Cup, what we saw last night. It was, I mean, I was at the Duke-Gonzaga game because I just couldn't bring myself to watch the Apple Cup because I figured what might happen actually happened, but my goodness. It's it, not good. No, it, it was. I, I loved it from my perspective. I loved Wasu. Wasu yeah, in that game. Well, well, it was. Yeah, it was over fairly quickly. But you know, getting back to this Gators game very quickly. The one mm-hmm. thing is that nobody's talking about with Florida State. Since October 1st, they got off to a slow start at 0-4. Jordan Travis and this team has progressively gotten better and better and better. I thought they had a good win up at Chestnut Hill. Now they got an opportunity. And you talk about a momentum builder for Mike Norvell and company if they win this football game today. It would be huge just to kind of build on this momentum because their recruiting right now is unbelievable. And remember, Florida State wins this game, they become bowl eligible. Yeah. Yeah, And so this is very critical for both sides here. But I think Florida State... 
they're, they're going to want this game. This is a team you watch out for next year, and especially the way they are on the recruiting trail in 2023. Yeah, if Clemson keeps slipping up, I mean, the ACC is out there for the taking, as we've seen Absolutely. thus far this year. Might have an ACC title game, no Florida State, no Clemson. Who'd have thunk it here in 2021? On the other side, where is the value in terms of making the college football playoff? We'll break it all down. Rivalry week here on Point Spread Saturday. You're watching VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
VEASAN Cyber Monday offer is here right now. When you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VEASAN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Point spread Saturday rolling along. Rivalry week, college football. Femi Abebefe, Amal Shah coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And our buddy Trip Tepper, Amal, decided to give us a little bit of a prompt or a question for in terms of the bowl eligibility. We are talking about it the last segment. He asked, among the five-win teams, Virginia Tech, North Texas, Troy, Florida State, and Syracuse, they're all dogs on the money line. Which one do you believe has the best chance to become bowl eligible? Well, I think the best one straight up is Florida State. Now, granted, they're probably one of the shortest ones yep. at plus three. Yeah, plus 130. And, and also, that's actually a little bit of a low number for a road team at plus 130 on the money line. Should be, in my opinion, probably 140. Um, but, you know, usually you see at three, the favorite home team being minus 150. Uh, I, I just think Florida State is playing better. They have a lot more to play for. I think Florida will be engaged for a little while. It was like Washington yesterday when they scored to make it 13-7. They look like they got up for the game for a minute. Mm-hmm. Washington State comes right back down the field. You know, that was the first time, I think, in 84 games or something like that that Washington had given up more than 35 points. Yep. So that goes to show you if a team's not engaged where it's at. And I think you could see something similar here for Florida if Florida State comes out early. If you're Florida State, you got to get off the uh, block early in this one. Another one to keep an eye out for is in uh, Virginia, in Charlottesville, between Virginia Tech, the Hokies. I think they've got a chance here. This Virginia team defensively can't slow anybody down. It's funny. Bronco Mendenhall, his trademark was defense when they were at BYU. Mm -hmm. Now this team can't stop anyone. Uh, They can move the football, but I think uh, Virginia Tech could be dangerous in this spot in a rivalry game where they've dominated for a long time for the most part. Yeah, those are your two looks there. So, Trip, appreciate the question there. Always participating with us every morning here on Point Spread Saturday, Point Spread Sunday. As we always say at the top of the show, tweet the show at VEASAN Live, at Shaw one and at Femi Abebefe. We'd like to hear questions in this similar vein as we look for value on a college football Saturday. Speaking of value, the college football playoff rankings will be initially, well, I think we're a week from now, right? A week from Sunday that we'll know the college football playoff. The Sunday after championship week, well, we, there's still value in terms of who might make the playoff, and we have the odds courtesy of DraftKings. Now, there's no value with Georgia. You're, you're laying minus 4,000 for them to make the playoffs. Obviously, if they win today against Georgia Tech as 35-point favorites, as many people expect, they will be in regardless of what happens next week in the SEC title game. Ohio State right now, your Buckeyes, minus 240 to make it plus 195 on the no. Bama, minus 130. The no, plus 110. Could be interesting. Cincinnati, minus 125. Earlier this week, plus 270. But the committee put them at number four. They took care of business yesterday against East Carolina. The no, plus 105. Notre Dame, plus 200. The no, minus 250. Oklahoma State, plus 300 now, was plus 650 earlier this week, or earlier last week, I should say. The no is minus 400. Michigan, plus 380 on the S, minus 500 on the no, and Oklahoma, plus 400, and the no, minus 550. Where do you think the value lies here when you're betting on teams to make the college football playoff? Well, look, I think uh, Georgia, who I think is going to cover 35 against Georgia Tech, and minus 4,000 is not a bet you'd go make, but it's like just holding, having somebody hold yeah. your money for interest for a week. Exactly. Right? Like they're, <laughs> they're, they're going to be in, even if they lose to Alabama. Ohio State, you know what bothers me about this Big Ten assumption is why does everybody think that Ohio State and Michigan 
is just going to automatically roll, win. Be, win over Wisconsin. Wisconsin's yeah. got an elite defense, number one run defense in the country, including Georgia. So I, I don't like that assumption. Alabama, if you think they're going to lose to Georgia, you might want to take the yes on that one. I think Cincinnati's got a great chance to get into the playoff. Um, I don't know if they're deserving of it when you look at their schedule. Here's how I, I kind of look at a team like Cincinnati. If you put Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Michigan, uh, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, do they run the table with the schedule that Cincinnati has? Oklahoma, I'd probably say no. I think Oklahoma loses that game at Notre Dame probably based on what we've seen thus far this season. But the other teams, I would say yes. Fair enough. And, and I'll tell you, the one thing is, uh, to me, for the Sooners, they lost to a Baylor team that's tough at home. But I, I don't think people give OU enough credit for winning tight, tough games because yeah. that's, that's, no, that's the fair. one thing that, you know, you got to be able to win some of these closer games. Um, the one thing that I find interesting is Oklahoma State at plus $3. And then, Matt, if you could just throw up quickly the graphic on the Michigan-Ohio State game. I want to see what Michigan is on the money line here because against— It's got to be similar. Right well, it's going to be—they're not going to be plus 380 in this less, game. Yeah. But um, the thing is, you got to factor in they've got to still beat Wisconsin. But if you think Michigan's going to win this game plus 250, okay, so they're going to—it's probably with a—if you parlayed both of them, it's probably going to come out to a similar number. But um, I, I would likely—if to me, if I was—if I thought Michigan was going to win this game, and depending on how you see that, they're going to be a favorite against Wisconsin, a team that they handled fairly comfortably earlier this year. Uh, then it would be a situation where I think. Uh, you you would take Michigan, but you know I don't think it's the worst price in the world. If you like the Buckeyes to win this game instead of laying three dollars, take them at two forty, and mm-hmm. then assume they're going to beat Wisconsin. Because the one problem that Wisconsin has, even though I'm not trying, you know, I'm not trying to dismiss them, is their offense. Even though they found their running game, their offense can really struggle at times. Yeah, and if they're forced to play keep up in a game with Ohio State on that fast surface in Indianapolis, feels like we've seen that Big Ten title game for years now of yeah. Ohio State Wisconsin and. Before you know it, you blink and Ohio State's up three touchdowns. Absolutely right. And one other thing, I'm assuming that Wisconsin beats Minnesota today. Yeah, Now, that's, granted, they won true. 16 out of the last 17, but if Minnesota were to pull off the upset here, it would be Iowa that represents in the Big Ten West. And I can tell you right now, everybody at Fox does not want to see that game. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody in the country, outside of the folks out there, at, uh, go to Kinnick Stadium exactly. and, and, and watch Iowa football because uh, based on what I've seen from Iowa this year, I don't think they can hang with either of these teams in a Big Ten title game there. But what would you be, out of curiosity, what would you make a Michigan-Wisconsin line in Indianapolis? Now, obviously, I believe Wisconsin was a one- or two-point favorite in Madison. One of these two teams played earlier this season. Michigan won that game pretty handedly. Now, Graham Mertz was playing horrific at the time. He's playing a little bit better now, but, I mean, I don't know how much you can expect. What would you make that line Michigan, Ohio State, neutral side in Indy. Well, I, I would probably make it Michigan four because, remember, they're playing up at Camp Randall and take away, you know, potentially three points there for the home field advantage. Uh, and then the way Michigan is playing, it might be even higher just simply based on the way the Wolverines are playing. But I do think that revenge is a great angle. And a team like Wisconsin and Jim Sorge, who I mean uh, – Jim Leonard. Jim Leonard, uh, who got embarrassed defensively. I think this team would play far better in that rematch against uh, against their opponent here, uh, against potentially Michigan. Now, Bama, that's been the interesting discussion with Alabama looming there in the college football playoff. They dropped from number two to number three last week with Ohio State's impressive performance against Michigan State. So now the yes on them, minus 130, the no plus 110, which if you really like Georgia – you should bet that no at plus 110 because Georgia obviously four, four-and-a-half-point favorites exactly. in next week's SEC title game. So you like Georgia, you got an avenue at least at plus money to fade Bama. 
Yeah, absolutely right. Um, this is going to be interesting. I, I'll tell you the one thing that looks like a, a, an Achilles heel for Alabama right now is the defense because you see the way Arkansas was able to move the ball comfortably against them. It remains to be seen what happens in this one. Uh, so it should be interesting from a perspective of how well they fare against this team in this matchup. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Oklahoma, we talked about them. If they were able to win Bedlam today, win at Jerry World in the Big 12 title game, plus 400, do you think that's a fair price there with the Sooners at plus 400? Or maybe you just bet a money line today, bet a money line next Saturday. No, Femi, I'm glad you brought that one up. That's one I overlooked. I think it's a great opportunity. If you like Oklahoma to win Bedlam, they're going to be a favorite against Baylor. So you take them here. Uh, well, it'd be a rematch. It'd be Oklahoma, Oklahoma State again. Even be, uh, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's yeah, right. That's re- rematch. Which, which I mean, maybe that's what a pick or one. Either way, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I think I think it's I think actually the Sooners are probably a slight favorite in a rematch yeah. because Oklahoma State's getting a ton of credit for being at home here, obviously, and a slight just. I, I think Oklahoma, if they win this game, would be the favorite in that one. Boy, it, I tell you what, that would be really interesting in a rematch because. Obviously, Oklahoma State would be out of the college football uh, contention, mm-hmm. but you have an opportunity to ruin Oklahoma. Yeah, season. ruin Oklahoma <laughs> season and win the Big Twelve at the same time. But this yeah. is actually even better because now you get into the college football playoff potential, and you don't have to face OU again, and they got to sit and watch you next week. Yeah, no, I think it's a fascinating game there. And this this bedlam thing, it feels like the whole college football landscape. Everyone's looking at the number two versus number five, like you mentioned earlier, Ohio State, Michigan, but. The most fascinating game in terms of the Big 12 implications, college football playoff implications, is definitely taking place in Stillwater because there's such a plethora of options of what could happen. Baylor could get in, take on Oklahoma State, and then that's another top 10 showdown for the Cowboys. If they win that game, they could get to the playoff. But if Oklahoma wins today, they can maybe go and beat Oklahoma State again next week on a neutral site. Because think about how impressive that would be, Amal, to beat them in their own building, and then followed up the next week on a neutral site, the committee would have to take notice of the Sooners, even though it appears that they don't really like them that much based on how far they dropped after losing to Baylor. You bring up an excellent point. The reason why you should look at OU at 4-1 if you believe they're going to win today is Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game in their history, 11-1. That's really impressive stuff. No longer offered at DK, Oregon, or Michigan State. See you later. You're not making the college football playoff. On the other side, who's going to win the Heisman? We believe we've narrowed it down to two players. We discuss hour number two coming up next here at Point Spread Saturday on VCNV Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.